Welcome to Specs Speak Science, the scientific podcast hosted by a rotating cast of chemists and industry experts. From highlighting the hidden chemistry in our everyday lives to discussing relevant industry topics, Specs Speak Science looks to deliver informative content to the scientific community. With that, please enjoy this installment of Specs Speak Science. Welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to talk about heavy metals in nutraceuticals and botanicals. This kind of follows up on what we talked about last time about heavy metals exposure in our food. So some of the concepts are going to be the same, but we're going to talk about individual botanicals and nutraceuticals that we've looked at here at Specs. As we said before, there are five main heavy metals of concern, cadmium, lead, arsenic, and chromium. And you could be exposed through injection, inhalation, transdermal, meaning through the skin, your cosmetics and your other beauty products and things like that, or ingestion. And we went into a lot of detail last time about the food, the water, the the things we consume intentionally. But now we're going to talk about some of the other things like the the supplements and the spices and, and things that we might not necessarily consider initially. As we said Before, you have three routes of these heavy metals getting into your food, your beverages, your supplements, your spices, and things like that. You have the unintentional, where this is bioaccumulation, so maybe some plants or some supplements bioaccumulate different heavy metals. You have the quasi-intentional, which are the result of human activities. So if you grind a particular spice or you grind a particular supplement plant material, are you exposing it to wear metals and, and things like that or pesticides? And then there's the intentional. This is that direct intention. And this is where a lot of supplements, a lot of nutraceuticals and spices get into trouble because there is a lot of adulteration and counterfeiting going on. And there can be a lot of addition or over addition of even uh, legal compounds into spices and nutraceuticals. As we said before, arsenic is subject to bioaccumulation. It can be seen as a nutrient. And you will find elemental deposits around the world, India, the US, South America. It's a byproduct of lead production and it's part of historically of lead arsenate pesticides. So things that were grown with lead arsenate pesticides or fields grown with lead arsenate pesticides might be contaminated. It's an interesting side story that a lot of historical orchards around the world have slowly been turned into housing. And now that the, the housing is built on top of these contaminated soils, they're finding high lead and arsenic levels being transferred into the homeowners drinking water and into their daily lives because these uh, grounds are permeated with these lead arsenic pesticides, which are not really prone to breaking down real well. Cadmium, found in fertilizer, it's been used as a colorant, a stabilizer. It can be used to counterfeit for different colors or as used as an illegal stabilizer. Mercury, you find it in bioaccumulation of seafood. So if you use fish oil capsules, this might be something to be concerned about, this mercury in fish oil capsules. It's an industrial byproduct. It's a byproduct of silver refining. And it has been. If you have mercury-based fillings, there has been over the, the decades some question about whether or not those fillings need to be replaced uh, due to their mercury content. Lead, very pervasive in our environment. 
widespread use, paint, cosmetics. We've talked about earlier Flint, Michigan and water and, and the exposure of, of water through old lead pipes that led to um, the water levels having high lead content in them. You also see lead being used as a paint, as a traditional medicine. It's also used as a counterfeiter for color, for sweetener, a stabilizer, and an antimicrobial or antibacterial agent. The first thing we're going to look for are calcium supplements. We did a study of calcium supplements, all different price range, natural and formulated, and we tested them by ICPMS. We had natural oyster shells, we had natural bone meal, we had some antacid tablets, uh, national brand calcium supplements, some calcium citrate, calcium lactate, uh, chelated calcium. And what we found was it really depended on your, your dose. How many of these pills are you taking? What's, what are you going to, how much of this are you gonna expose yourself to? Now, the American Health Products Association, APA, says that six micrograms per gram of lead is the limit, and the USP 232 says about 10 grams is your limit per day. So for our different brands, quite a few of them, if you took the three gram expected dosage or the three pills expected dosage, you would violate either one or both of those expected uh, daily limits. So most of them had high lead when you followed the directions. You took three pills, you were going to see, in one case, uh, 14 micrograms of lead in your serving. We found that if you were just taking the, the one capsule, which uh, was only one gram, but it wasn't following the directions, you were probably pretty safe in your percent of daily, daily allowable limit for lead. But once you start getting taking the two or three capsules suggested, then that's when you got closer to that daily limit. Another product that we looked at were hemp products. So hemp oils, hemp concentrate, hemp pills. We had 19 different samples, all different pri uh, price ranges, and we tested them by ICPMS. Now this was important because cannabis is becoming a very hot topic in our country, but these were hemp products. Now hemp and uh, what we consider to be marijuana or, or cannabis, they're the same plant. They are the cannabis sativa for the most part. There are three different varieties of cannabis. The one that most um, people think of as cannabis is the cannabis sativa. Now, the only real distinction is how much of the active hallucinogen compounds there are. How much of the cannabinoids are there in your marijuana or your hemp? So for marijuana, what we consider the, the psychotropic product, we're talking about 10%, give or take, of things like the THC and all the other cannabinoids. For hemp, you're looking at less than 0.3% of THC to consider it to be hemp. So marijuana has the psychoactive products, and the hemp becomes then personal products, health products, industrial products, paper, fiber, things like that. There are three types of hemp oil use in production. There's refined. This lacks most of the flavor, vitamins, and antioxidants. These are mostly used for personal care products. So, you know, you have massage oils or lotions, things like that. Then you have industrial hemp oil. Again, lacks a lot of the flavor, vitamins, and antioxidants. These are used for fuels, plastics, inks, paints, lubricants, things like that. You have cold-pressed or unrefined. This is a very strong flavor, very strong odor. It has high nutritional value. It has the omega fatty acids. 
It's about 30 to 35% edible seed oil. And this is what you see for health benefits. You also see it blended sometimes with marijuana products. Why is it important to look at hemp and to look at marijuana? Well, some of the most common products that are being counterfeited today uh, cost a lot less than, than marijuana costs. So olive oil, one of the top 10 products that's, that's counterfeited around the world, is about $2 of value. Honey, about $1.75. Milk, about $1.00 juice $1.50, spices anywhere from a dollar up. But if you look at seed and bud, we're talking about 21 to like basically $5,000 for, for different marijuana products. For our hemp samples, we had oil, we had cold pressed unrefined oil, we had some industry oils, we had premium extracts, things you see uh, on TV as advertised as, as wonder drugs, these CBD extracts. We have set, had essential oils, and we had some capsules, so you had some hemp oil capsules. They were sourced from all over, Canada, Colorado. Quite a few of them had no information about their source. What we found was that it depended on if you were an adult taking these dosage or if you were a child. For an adult, you were asked to take about one to two tablespoons, which is 14 to 28 grams. For capsules, the dosage was three to four, or about 1,000 milligrams, or three to four grams, extracts, you were asked to take about half a mil twice a day, which is about one mil and about one gram. So what was your actual dose if you took all three? If you took some oil with your, you know, your, your meal, you took a capsule after your meal, maybe during the day you took an extract. What we found was primarily we were seeing arsenic, cadmium, and lead. And one of the supplement oils had 136 uh, micrograms per kilogram of lead. So that particular supplement oil, if you were taking it, you'd be in danger of exceeding your lead limit. The cadmium, we found some high results in the 23 to 26 micrograms per kilogram range. Again, these were supplement oils. They were sold as medicinal supplements. And then one particular sample, which was a CBD producer, it was an extract for CBD, had arsenic at 137 micrograms per gram. So that means if you were going to combine all of these, you could be in danger of exceeding your heavy metals limit. Now, if you were giving this to a child, there are no real clear-cut guidelines on heavy metals for children, but if you calculate it by weight, then you would far exceed some of these limits if you were giving these products to children. Next, we're gonna look at a very famous study that we've done here at Specs. That was about spices. We looked at all different types of spices, black pepper, red pepper, cinnamon, ginger, cumin, mustard, turmeric. We also looked at a bunch of different products made with these, so like mustard condiments and hot sauces as we talked about in previous uh, podcasts. For it, we had eight different spice groups. We looked at the condiments, we looked at teas, we looked at some supplements. We had whole and ground spices, a whole range of, of products. And spices are very well documented to be counterfeited or adulterated. They like to add things that match. So if you're looking at cumin, it could actually be grass seed. If you're looking at a, um, a red powder, maybe a red chili powder, that could actually be brick powder or brick dust. So there's a lot of adulterations going on, and some of it's a, a little disgusting of what they think to add to common spices. One particular spice blend that we looked at claimed 
to have uh, a few milligrams of salt added to it, and it turned out to be percentages of, of table salt added to it. So they over-added they over added the salt to bulk out their product. One of the uh, most controversial things we found was black pepper. Now, we looked at black pepper for high levels of lead and high levels of chromium and, and other heavy metals, and we did find some lead levels that were a little concerning, uh, about 1 to 2 ppm of lead. But what was more concerning is when we compared it to the USDA database for food, we found that some of our pepper samples fell out of three standard deviations from the, the data provided by the USDA. So when we compared our data to the USDA, some of the black pepper samples didn't fit. So we did a little uh, test. We had one particular whole black pepper sample that kind of fell out of our, our USDA uh, framework, and we found that that one of the most common substitutes are dried papaya seeds. So dried papaya seeds have a different density than black pepper seeds. So we were able to determine by whether or not these black pepper seeds uh, floated or sank if they were real or not. And yes, this dollar store whole black pepper turned out to be a mix of papaya seeds. So it wasn't even really black pepper. For cinnamon, another very popular spice, we found almost 3 ppm of lead. So this would have been 3.7% of a daily allowance of lead. We found some arsenic, we found some mercury. So we did find quite a bit of heavy metals in our, in our cinnamon as well. When we also looked at our products, our supplements and our teas, we found that the, the tea basically fell out of our standard deviation. So the tea must have been, and it's our supplements as well, they must have been supplemented or other things added. And our dollar store cinnamon also fell out of our three standard deviations compared to the USDA, suggesting that it was not really truly cinnamon. Overall, some of the most contaminated products with heavy metals were our red pepper, our chili powders, our cinnamon, and our turmeric. Lead was a, a major factor in our cinnamon and uh, in our turmeric, and that makes sense because of the color, the yellows, the oranges, and things like that. We also found quite a bit of lead in our chili powders and our, our red peppers. So there was quite a bit of exposure of heavy metals in our spices, and it did correspond very highly to what the, the price of the sample per gram. So the more you spent for your samples, the more reputable the company, the better off you were when it came to counterfeiting or excessive adulteration of the spices. Finally, as it does with the food, it all comes down to all the sources of exposure. How are you exposed in your medication and your supplements, your food items, your beverages, the sauces, the condiments, the air you breathe? So this is all about total exposure to heavy metals, and no one product is really to blame. It's a compilation of all the different products and all the different exposures we have in our life. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this talk about exposure through nutraceuticals and botanicals, and you'll join us again next time on our podcast. Spec Speak Science is presented by Spec Certiprep, a leading manufacturer of certified reference materials and calibration standards for analytical spectroscopy and chromatography. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating the podcast and subscribing for future installments. Similar content such as application notes, research studies, webinars, and more can be found at specsertiprep.com. Thank you for listening to Spec Speak Science, and we look forward to bringing you future episodes.